People would just say no, and then I would call them the next day to see if they changed their mind. So I just never took no for an answer. I've never taken no for an answer. That's the, that's the trick. They're saying no today, but will they say no tomorrow? Hi, it's Frederick Karlstrom. Welcome to the first episode of On The Phone. When I set out to do this podcast, I quickly realized I was going to need help. Help defining what the show was about, advice on how to get people to speak to me, and help overcoming this fear that it will suck and be a massive waste of everyone's time. So today I'm speaking to Joanna Jordan. Joanna is a talent booker which means it's her job to make sure movie stars and music artists or whoever the world is buzzing about this week shows up as a guest on talk shows or podcasts. She started in the magazine business, but then moved to television, and she used to book guests for David Letterman, a fact that piqued my interest when I first met her. For the past 30 years, she's been the person you call, and these days she books Jimmy Kimmel Live, a late-night talk show on ABC, WTF, a weekly podcast with Mark Maron, and countless other TV shows, podcasts, and events. If anyone can give me advice on how to get this podcast started, it's her. So here we go, episode one, On the Phone with Joanna Jordan. Please enjoy. Joanna. Hey, Frederick. How are you? I am well. Can you hear me okay? Because I'm on my cell phone and I'm in the country. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Where, Where are you? You fled the city? I did. I fled the city on Saturday. My son was driving me nuts on Friday. I was on endless Zoom and conference calls, you know, my new remote existence. And um, he kept texting me, Mom, you have to leave the city. You have to leave the city. You have to leave the city. So I woke up on Saturday morning and I went and rented a car until May 4th. And I called my old babysitter, she doesn't want for me anymore, Fatty, you know, he used to work for me forever. And I said, who lives in Queens? And I said, we're going to the Catskills if you want to come. And she goes, give me a advance notice. I said, we're leaving in two hours. When I got up here on Saturday night, suddenly my brain literally turned to mush. I like literally went, okay, now I'm up in the countryside. I just, for like 48 hours, I went a bit mushy. Oh, that's okay. But now, you know, I, I mean, I didn't leave the country because I'm not a good driver, okay? This is like, I'll give you a perfect example. I have a fear of driving. I have some bad experiences driving. And I have not driven a car for three years. And it took a pandemic <laughs> for me to get in a car. I literally do not like to drive. Anyone in my family knows I am not. I have fear relating around driving a car. I was even, I was thinking of all the reasons why I shouldn't leave the city just so I didn't have to drive. Well, it's interesting the thing about fear, which is kind of what I, one of the things I want to talk to you about. So I have for a very long time thought, you know, because we have Alma and we have all these amazing people under one roof and, and, you know, throughout my career, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of great people from doing art stuff to advertising to when I was producing film and now sort of having these members under Alma. And for a long time, I've been thinking I should do 
podcast or some sort of interview show or or whatever. And I was thinking about it, and I've been really I've been really sort of scared to be to do it because I thought, who am I to to do this? And you know, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a celebrity. I haven't done this before, and I've kind of keep pushing it off. And obviously now, with everything that's going on, you know, Alma had to kind of shift and do stuff online, do events online, do content online. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. within you know a few days, we we turned into <laughs> sort of this content producing machine. I couldn't help to look around and see what other people were doing, you know, what the New York Times were doing or what Surface Magazine were doing or what Jimmy Kimmel was doing. And I was like, oh, they're doing such a good job. They're really good at this. And and I'm not. <laughs> and then I spoke to people and they're like, well, you're not a journalist. You can't compare yourself with the New York Times. Are you crazy? And yeah. it's easy to forget those things. And then I thought, okay, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just you know, call some people and, and start talking to them. But I couldn't find way in I, I know what you have because it's actually quite similar to what I have is that you're very good at making people feel really comfortable and you're very good at being self-deprecating and uh, charming and interested you you have this wonderful you have a desire to learn you're interested in anyone you meet in any different form what I was thinking yeah. was the way that I've always worked which is I go into things and I don't know the answer. And then I sit down and I think, does anybody, do I, anybody I know that might have the answer? And I go, oh, fuck, like Joanna. <laughs> like she's booked every show in the world. I should probably talk to her and just balance with her. And I thought, you know what? That will be my first interview. My first interview will be with you. How did you get started doing what it is that you do? Well, I mean, I got started by really having having a mentor, having someone that believed in me when I was very young. When I look at the key moments of how I started and how I started every chapter of the 30 years, so it's not just the first chapter, it's all the chapters. Every chapter started with the connection with somebody that saw something in me that maybe I didn't necessarily see in myself. But that is the point of what you're, you're saying. And what so, was the first job? The, I mean, how did you get into... Well, the first, the first, the first job was literally I met um, uh, an editor of a newspaper, an arts editor. He, he was in charge of um, the art pages of a newspaper in London. And he needed an assistant. And he met me through a friend. You know, I was just 19 years old, and he um, offered me the job to be his assistant. And from that job, I started to know in London all the people at the movie studios, and I would call up to get the photo of the latest film, and the film critic would go off to see the movie, and then he would come back, and I would put um, type in his... Uh, copy and then there was the television critic and we would call up all the tv publicists and then we would set up an interview with a movie star and you know i would you know so it just came from me assisting an arts editor of a newspaper that was and he to this day in fact even when just the pandemic happened and new york people saw everything in the news he reached out and said you know, how are you doing, Joe? And he's still my friend to this day. But then you transitioned from the magazine 
into television or what happened? What was the transition? Yeah, no, then I, then I, then I started working. I actually went from a newspaper to a magazine and then I went from a magazine to a television show. And, but is, um, is the process of booking people, is that, would you say similar? Because obviously there's... Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it was all new. It was all new. When I started working on a sh my first television show in England was a show called Network 7 on Channel 4, which was which won the BAFTA Award for Originality for television. So it was a very cool show. And a lot of people who worked on that show ended up running British television. And I was the youngest person on the, um, you know, on the team. And nobody wanted to book talent because they all thought they were above it. You know, it was not a, you know, there was, they were producers, right? They wasn't, they didn't want to book. They were producers. They wanted, and I was very eager to do it. So, so again, I started being, I basically got the job on the show because nobody else wanted to do it. So then that's how it all began. And then and I, did um, you figure out early on some sort of, trick to get people to come on because obviously i imagine that there's it's competition oh, the, trick, have, the trick is star. simple the trick is no no the trick is one thing you just don't take no for an answer it's really that simple so what people would just say no and then i would call them the next day to see if they changed their mind so i just never took no for an answer i've never taken no for an answer that's the that's the trick they're saying no today but will they say no tomorrow Oh, wow. That's interesting. And and so, because of this, if you're a magazine or you're a newspaper or you're a TV show or you're an event or whatever it is, like this idea of booking, if you start thinking about it, booking talent, booking speakers, booking people to come, it's it's so prevalent in, in anything to do with media, really, and, and anything to do with any kind of congregation. There's like tons of of uh, of these things, right? So, but I think the idea of a booker, like when I first met you, I remember thinking, I mean, I didn't understand what 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 it was, and then you explained it's it. Developed, I was like, oh, it makes but sense. It's, but, but Frederick, it's developed so. What it was thirty years ago, when I was that young girl on a British TV show, when it was something new, was um is is not what it is today. So you know, through my career, I've experienced it from all angles. There's so many different angles booking takes. You know, there's booking for branding, there's casting, there's booking digital programming, there's booking television talk shows, there's booking documentaries, there's booking, there's booking so many different types of outlets, there's booking events, you know, there's booking speakers, there's booking, there's just so many different things. But if you look at media and you look at anyone being in, interviewed in any capacity, I personally think that booking is a, a huge part of the success of all types of programming. And so, you know, you can produce it, but if you don't have a strong booking to produce, what do you have? When I did Letterman, and now I do Kimmel, right? I mean, booking Letterman in some ways is, is similar to what booking Kimmel is, but it's also completely different. I mean, it was Dave against Jay. That was a very different um, dynamic. Now we've got the two Jimmys and Colbert and The Daily Show and Conan and Corden. And I mean, and the dynamics between those hosts is much more amicable than it was between Jay and Dave. Um, and it's just a completely different 
it's a very West Coast, East Coast game as well. You know, who who's on the West Coast, who's on the East Coast. It's a very global game when a movie is opening day and date and you have a movie that has to open in multiple countries on the same day. Um, television has dramatically changed. I mean, Amazon and Netflix wasn't something that existed a while ago. Um, you know, the music industry now has um, also changed a lot in the way you book, you book music. I mean, the power of them on social media, I mean, you can see during the pandemic, you know, a lot of the music talent are doing their listening parties and what have you on Instagram. I mean, The Weeknd and Conan Gray just had two big album releases during um, the pandemic where they were doing their own personal um, promotion. They didn't even need to go to a meet anywhere else. They have the audience on their on their social pages. So you know, when you, you look at like how does how does it work? Like can you just talk to me about the process? So you so you work with Kimmel, you're working with one of these shows, you know, they engage you or you when you work with Letterman. What does a week look like? What's the process? If you're if you're a daily talk show, you have four or five days, you have a lead guest that is usually a movie star, a television star or a music star, and in sometimes a politician. Let's say, for example, we had Joe Biden on Kimmel last week. You have the second guest, who is usually um, someone relating to, let's say, maybe it's the finale of Modern Family this Wednesday, and maybe you would have you know, the, the group of the kids of Modern Family as a second guest. You might have a music star where you would have, like I just mentioned, The Weeknd or Conan Gray because their album came out. What is the world talking about? They're talking about um, what's going on politically, what's going on, which movies are coming out or which movies are not coming out. Then you pay attention to all the release dates of the movies, of the te what's on television, what people are talking about on um, social media who you know what's in the news what what is that water cooler conversation that people are talking about so you're paying attention to everything you're pay, you know paying attention to the news to pop culture you're and the goal for every night is to have something on the news that um sorry on on the show that you know the the country's interested in tuning in for. Right. What what does a coup look like for you? Like the getting someone that's just. I mean, a, a huge booking is to me topicality is key. So it's like, what is the booking of the day that every like you know in a normal in a normal non-pandemic time, you know, booking Governor Cuomo wouldn't really be viewed as that big a booking. But right now he's he's up there as a as a good booking for a particular type of show. You know, but how do you keep track of that? Because so then you have to be friendly with everybody. You have to be nice to because you have to be you know, right? You have to have yes, a relationship with yes. Governor Cuomo then, and maybe he's not a great booking yeah, you, you, you know you three months ago, and now he's the star. Yeah, you touch base with their offices. You talk to them about what they're doing. I mean, you know, obviously during a political year, where we're always. Um, you know, I have a political booker, Celia, who would be 
touching base with Joe Biden's office, touching base with Elizabeth Warren's office, touching base with Bernie Sanders' office. You know, when when there's in movie stars, you know, if they've got the Oscar campaigns going on or summer blockbusters or they're going to the Toronto Film Festival or to Telluride or they're going to the gold, they're nominated for the Golden Globes or for the SAG Awards. You know, you pay attention to the rhythm of the way the movie industry is promoting. And same goes with television. You know, everyone's talking about Tiger King on Netflix. You know, everyone's talking about different um, types of, you know, American Idol, you know, whatever it is, you're, you're paying attention to it and you have your bookers reaching out to the different publicists and PRs that are in charge of those outlets. How do you stay fresh, though? Because, I mean, I remember, especially in the magazine business, I find, you know, there's certain things. I remember when, when Diane Reland, you know, the publicist, when she died a few years back, uh, mm-hmm. every single women's sort of fashion magazine had a big Reland um, feature, every single one. And they went on and on and on. And it was just like every magazine you open. And at some point, you, I would, as a creative person, if I was working at a magazine or if I was an editor at one of them, I would go, hey, we can't we can't do a story about them. Everyone else is doing that. Every day, I'm paying attention to what's on, on all the other shows. You know, like, what are the other shows doing? And if they do something or we do something, you know, maybe we will follow them, maybe we won't follow them. We might follow them if we think there's a different way that we can interview the person to keep it different. Um, or we might turn away, say we won't interview them because they already were on those shows, so it doesn't make sense to do it. So that that is a conversation that, you know, we have often. You know, I mean, that, that symbiotic that, relationship must be so... You know, a celebrity is like, no, I'm not interested in talking to you or being on the show. And then all of a sudden they have an album to release and all of a sudden they are interested. Talent usually, they do things for three different reasons. They do it for promotion. So you've got to understand a lot of talent are, um, it's in their contract. You know, if you're a star of a TV show, you have to do a certain amount of press. If you're a movie star, you have to go to a certain amount of movie premieres. You have to go to a you have to be at a junket. You have to do a late night show, a daytime show, a morning show. You might have to go on a global tour. That's in their contract when they agreed to be the star of a movie or a star of a TV show. If um, So promotion is a big reason why talent do bookings. Another reason is image. Image is very, it's about making sure that they are, um, you know, likable, popular, that they're, they're, they're selling themselves in the way that they want to be seen. You know, they, they have a response, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about their private lives all the time, but, but they have an interest in um, a certain charity and they're eager to, um, you know, do good in the world or they are, or they like fashion and style. So they want to be on, the Condonasi type outlet. You know, when you see 72 questions with Vogue, that's a perfect example. That is money, is money. You know, you can, you can, if you really want a star to, you know, promote a brand or to host a show, or then that's your, you talk to their agent about what it will cost to have that talent be the face of whatever it is that you're booking. 
and that can be um, money. You know, when you see game shows, game shows are a great example. There's a there's a a group of talent that you see regularly on game shows. They are paid a lot of money to be on game shows. Game shows is is a a great way to make a lot of money for talent, for example. Um, so they're the three things. Talent do do are booked for promotion, for money, and for image. They're the three reasons. Makes sense. And so if if somebody like me then were to start uh, my little podcast or whatever, interviewing people, obviously I'm not going to be booking celebrities, A, because that's not what I'm interested in, and two, that's no one's going to come to my to my show. What? How do you... How would you? It's image. Would your uh, if be? you're doing an, but if you're doing an Alma podcast, it's image. It, it's all about image. You, Alma has a great brand in showing people how to be creative, how to be sty- stylish, how to be artistic, how to be, how to collaborate with different creative people. That's you have your. That is what it. That is. That is all image. That's image. Your cell is image. It makes them look cool because you guys are cool. That's it. You have the cool factor. What would your advice be for someone who's starting out uh, and, and starting thinking about starting something? Well, the cell of it, you have to have a good example. So don't say you're doing something and you don't have something to show me. Like you have to, sh- you know, like if you have an Alma podcast, I need to see it. I need a pilot. I need an example because I, it's hard to sell something because the first thing anyone's going to ask is for an example. That's good enough. You need some type of fizzle reel, some type of example that gives people the, you know, they can see what you're trying to achieve with it. Um, and then you have to put together, you know, a really well-written description of what, what it is that you're trying to achieve, why you're doing it at this time. I always believe that honesty is the best policy. You know, you explain that, you know, this is what we were, but during the pandemic, we suddenly have, have to dive into doing original content during this time, and we're, we're, you know, doing it in this raw way, but it's cool, and it's fun, and it's, it's um, inspiring for our Alma, you know, people, and and then you have to um, work with us to really look at every person that you think the Alma community would be interested in hearing from at this time, and then you reach out to every single one of them, and you're going to get a lot of no's, and you just keep pounding away, and you don't take no for an answer until you get enough yeses. And then you start making the content and you make it really cool. And if you do a really good job and people are like, I love this, it's really cool and it's got a good edge to it. Then it's like watching a snowball rolling down a hill and it just builds this momentum and you get a a cool image. And with that opens all kinds of doors. It's so easy when you say it. So, so, um, but it's the work you put in the work. You know, you do the work. That's it's. You know, you know this idea of the great dinner party, the 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 the, the organic community that kind of happens around food. 
uh, or, you know, in, in history, it's happened at certain restaurants and bars around the world, or it's happened at certain colleges or, or you know, MIT Media Lab or Bell Labs and these places that was just, you know, there was an, an, an amazing amount of innovation that happened. And usually it's because uh, of one person who brings these different people together and kind of creates this lovely atmosphere. And there's a philosopher next to a chemist, next to a, you know, a writer, next to a poet. And all of a sudden you have this, the sparks are flying. And, and you think about, you know, dinners, parties that some of them, and we, you and I have been at, where there's a group of very different people, uh, but it's just super fun. And so that's yeah. what we're trying to do with Alma. And obviously now we can't do it in, in the physical space. So, the, the, so the, then the, the, the question becomes, can you do it online and try to have these honest conversations about people, about process, about... You just have to take everything that you achieved at Alma and tell them while we're at home we're going to help you do it at home great thank you and you can even be the podcast that tells them how to do that well thank you i hope that helped i don't know if that yeah it does help i always i always i mean the funny thing about you is that throughout i mean i don't know how many years i've known you you know 10 years more since 2007 i think you know, you, you're obviously very good at your job. You have done some amazing things. And um, it's funny to talk to you about your own process because I think it's so it's so internalized with you. Like, it's so you doing it that it's like trying to get you to sort of articulate it is always fascinating because it's, it's always a little bit of a struggle, I find, to get you to – to kind of, because I think you just well, know how to do changing. it. It's ever changing because it's about the the world. It's topical. It's in yeah. the moment. It's what outlets are hot. What out, you know, like. No, but I think I think changing. I think it's it's that you know the the, the worst question you can ask a, any artist or creative person is like, oh, what's your what do you get inspiration from? That's just you know an impossible question to answer. And I think it's similar with you because you just have this innate ability to understand what is what are people talking about. How do you tell that story in an interesting way? I mean, you work with Letterman and Kimmel and all these amazing people that have a very different point of view, and um, you know, you're very good at your job. So. You too. You too. All right, I have to run. I'll speak. All right, to you love. I don't... Cheers. Okay, Thank bye. you so much. Bye. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. To hear more, go to whatever app you're using to listen to podcasts. Search for on the phone and hit subscribe. Or go to onthephonewith, all one word, dot com. To learn more about Alma, please visit thisisalma.com. Our theme music is by Cassette Luda. My name is Frederick Karlstrom. See you next time.